This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. Hey guys, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) I'm back. I survived the river. Oh, you went somewhere? I did. I was on a river floating trip for five days. Down the river? Isn't that dangerous? I went down the river. (laughs) Just went down the river yonder. I took my boy. We went down the river. (laughs) Meryl Streep and Kevin Bacon or (laughs) Burt Reynolds and. Was it that kind of an adventure or was it just a camping it was fishing just adventure? A camping fishing adventure. My son caught his first fish on the river by himself. That's it exciting. Was, it was very exciting. It was such a proud mama. I was like, get the camera. I was not prepared for when it happened. Ken, are you a proud dad? My son caught a fish. <laughs> no. My he boy. Was my son that's true. And then he caught a fish. My boy caught a fish. <laughs> <laughs> there was much celebrating that night. That's well, awesome though. Well, I took my son to minions last week oh yeah how was it what's minions again yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. has anybody heard of minions has anyone heard of that movie before <laughs> we'll get into we'll get into my review later okay let's let's stay on kyle and i managed when you were not here to do the podcast in order yeah so let's see if we can do that this and week. we were well, very professional brought up minions i was I just, just saying, going with you I took <laughs> natural my... course of conversation <laughs> Or we could stick to bullet points. Let's stick to the Fine. Stick Kyle, to the facts. What are the release schedule changes? Have a script. <laughs> Sheesh. All right. Well, with release changes, we only have three. Uh, first off, we're going to mention that Devotion, um, which is a war movie from Sony Pictures, is being pushed back from October 14th of this year to November 23rd. So in that Thanksgiving corridor. Like, we don't have enough films at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put, wedge another one in there, Sony. Thank you. Something moved out of Thanksgiving, right? And now everything's moving in because of it? That's what it feels like lately. Or am I, I making that up? I think you're making that I up. I mean, okay, fair Creed, enough. Creed left a while ago, but yeah. that's what it was. Black Panther is there. Yeah. <laughs> Remember we talked about how Creed leaving wasn't like a big sixth. deal because Black Panther is Which there. is like the sixth biggest movie of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that this one is going to carry the same kind of cachet, but I think there's going to be enough interest. That... There's going to be enough interest in the beginning. And yeah. if and if it does really well, then people still keep going. But yeah. <laughs> And oh. then we got uh, the trailer and an update release date for See How They Run. That is true. They released the trailer first, and then they moved the release date. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, it's so good. Let's move it up a couple weeks. So hey, yeah, now it's from... September 16th. Mm-hmm. That trailer is good. This movie yeah. is going to be very good. It looks uh, very funny. Looks like um, not exactly like Knives Out was when it comes to like, the goofy mi- murder mystery aspect, but... I don't know. I had a kick out of that trailer. I thought it was uh, very lighthearted for what Searchlight Pictures does with like, you know, dark, <laughs> intense dramas. And it has yeah. Christian Bale and Denzel 2.0. Who's Denzel 2.0? No, 2. you're thinking 0. of, uh, oh, you're I'm thinking on the of other one. Am- Ambition? Oh, I'm on the other one. That's right. The yeah. other Searchlight oh. movie that the we got a trailer one. for. Uh, see how they run is the, uh, um, oh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Sam Rockwell That's mystery right. movie. Ooh. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I love Sam Rockwell. Yeah. He's so good. But that other trailer that you mentioned, that's also really good. I'm just happy for murder mysteries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ensemble murder mysteries. Let's have those back again. Nice. Uh, and then finally, a new movie was announced on the release schedule called Honked for Jesus, Save Your Soul from Focus Features. And it is going to come out in theaters on september 2nd 
and on Peacock at the same time. Yeah, D&D. Why are we D&Ding anything? That did so well with Firestarter. Yeah, Firestarter was so great. Four million opening weekend, if I remember right. Now everyone doesn't stop talking about Peacock. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, and the trailer is hilarious. The trailer was so funny. It's like it's shot it like as like a, a spoof. It was. It shot as a single cam, like, like the office, like similar to the office, but it's. Yeah. It looks very funny. It's very well acted. Yeah. It's got to be incredibly well I written. I should say documentary. It's more like a reality TV show yeah. that they're filming. Mm-hmm. Mockumentary. Yeah. That's what yeah. I would call it. Yeah. yeah. I just wonder if other people will get that vibe. I could see audiences being like, "What is this?" Because even I, in like the first, I don't know little bit of it was like what am i looking at but then eventually you're like okay well, it's, i mean it's about it. a shamed yeah. african-american baptist preacher like right. it's and his wife it, who wants him to get back on top so she can be back on top right. yeah. it's, it's a very it's a very niche movie yeah. anyway like in the southeast it's gonna do gangbusters right but probably in, in iowa that. and kansas and <laughs> it's not gonna do huge numbers because can identify with that no but no people that you know, have have some sort of reference point for these mega churches, and are, this is going to be an interesting one to see. Mm-hmm. Right. Just day and day, uh, no incentive to have it in the theater. Exactly. But they're, they're they're clearly doing it quietly. You know, well, even they, we nearly missed that it said and on streaming. Yeah. <laughs> they're not making big the, deals about the it like they reason, used to. Yeah. The only reason I noticed is because I saw this a while ago with sterling k brown and i'm like oh he's in something again right i miss him (laughs) yeah which i also thought the same thing he's great um what's next booking strategies i i'm holding that's my strategy just hold the line that's all we got folks uh (laughs) it's not very exciting um but just trying to find a screen to keep playing stuff it's all doing really well right now especially top gun just continues to hold up is that so causing frustrations for theater bookers such as yourselves? Not for me because it's awesome for the theater, but it's definitely causing frustrations among other studios that can't get their product in because sure, and you have to manage those um, yeah. talking heads. Oh yeah, manage so, their expectations. Yeah, exactly. Their expectations. No, it's tough. I mean, no one ever thought that, especially like Universal, that they would be coming off their Jurassic's for because they're under Top Guns, mm-hmm. like. No one saw that coming, and that just caused a lot of issues, you know? Just unex- unexpected finals for studios be- because Top Gun is holding so well. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because what matters is that theaters are getting right. lots gonna, of playable great movies. for Universal. They had Minions. I mean, that's another reason why they came <laughs> off. They had three films yeah. in the marketplace. Like, no one's crying boohoo tears for Universal. It just no. was a headache to have to hold stuff. Yeah, But they've... great for the theater. Three films in the top five. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw some of the biggest grosses coming off that I have seen possibly even before pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, you know, stuff was starting. We were seeing a trend pre-pandemic where stuff was not holding up. And that's why Universal wanted the three-week window. And that why windowing was such a huge conversation before the pandemic. Because film the value in film the grosses were not holding up week after week so um we kind of saw that happening before and there wasn't 
uh, there was a trend to have not having as much film in the marketplace. So it's not like so many movies like we're seeing right now where in just this one month, we've just had such big releases. Yeah, but it just shows the importance of always having a big release at one weekend right after yes. the other. Yeah. Um, and it, you get good results, not just for the mm -hmm. theaters, but for the studios. And audiences also seem happy because there's a pick of the litter. And they have to be counter-programming like they are. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's also helping as well. They are all pretty, yeah. mu pretty much counter-programming to each other. So that's been really nice. Yeah. You got your marbles for everyone, but there's the family stuff. There's, you know, a horror movie for younger audiences. And there's even titles for older audiences that are Slowly playing. making their way back out. Yeah. 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 Four... Four of the top six, I know everybody complains about sequels and reboots, but four of the top six are sequels. <laughs> wow. That I mean, that carries the, the yeah. weight of the industry. Are they sequels slash remakes, kind of? Minions, sequel, Top Gun, sequel, yeah. Jurassic, sequel, Lightyear, yeah. sequel, reboot. Sequel, reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Black Phone's the only one that's original. And Elvis. And Elvis, but which Elvis, is known. But Elvis just musician. carries enough cachet with the title that yeah. I think it's, it almost fits into a sequel category. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Elvis is probably one of the most well-known words in the English language. Right. <laughs> like standalone. As a performer, right. still well-known. So, so yeah, that's my strategy. Just hold the line. Well, <laughs> Make bank, hold the line. <laughs> By the way, how much has Thor made on the opening so far? 29 million for Thursday night, which puts it well behind um, Doctor Strange, right. which was 36. That one made 36, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, I, a couple thoughts on that. I think that Doctor Strange had a marketplace kind of to itself. Remember, this was early May when it came out. And, um, and so it had a, pl a marketplace to itself. There wasn't a lot going on. Some, some industry insiders say that it still was benefiting from the halo effect of. Spider-Man because Spider-Man had just this enormous runway that and it was still pretty prevalent. It was still on screen places. In some places, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it was still benefiting maybe from the halo effect of Spider-Man. Um, it had the WandaVision TV show. They just had a little bit more going for it. But what Surprise you, cameos with the multiverse stuff. But what you saw in that one was a huge drop the second week mm -hmm. and there was nothing to drop it the second week nothing really came out it was it was doctor strange a couple weeks and then top, top gun, gun. Yeah. i mean there were other films in you that had time three, three full weeks but, but it was downton abbey it, it was yeah. Firestarter. It was, <laughs> it was really weak films so yeah. it was nothing nothing that should have hurt it so it fell so it would it'll be really interesting to see, even though Thor doesn't have as much early sh early show programming. I don't foresee it falling as hard hmm. the second okay. week. So what that told me was that Doctor Strange, there was something disappointing in it for the audience. I don't. We saw Thor yesterday, so we're going to give our Thor <laughs> review here soon. But I don't see anything extremely disappointing in that film. So. Yeah, and I just looked up the numbers for Minions. It did 105 for the three-day, $57 million for the four-day. <laughs> for for the Monday yeah. through Thursday. I know Monday was a holiday, but right. that kills the evening grosses. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, just a massive number. I mean, $162 million already. 
It's like you guys said, minions are the Beatles of this generation. <laughs> they are. You just can't have all those kids be like, ah, speaking in the theater of, and not ha- see the results yeah, of that. Speaking yeah, speaking of Elvis. <laughs> That's their Elvis. That, there we go. So let's get into some of these reviews because we, you know, I was on this raft trip. Ken got to take um, one of the boys to Minions. And then when we got back, we actually did Lightyear over um, 4th of July. So... And then we and we all got to see Thor. Kyle actually went with us to Thor. Like first time, no, not the first time seeing a movie with you guys. No, but, but it's like the first time we're like, hey, do you want to go? And he actually said yes right away. <laughs> right yeah, away. I actually finally didn't have plans with someone, so I I was all yours. Yeah. It was a fun time too. It yeah, was well, good. I'll, yeah, I'll break minions down very quickly. Mm-hmm. It was ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> blissful is, 90 minutes i mean the last big 90 minute movie we had was venom which way overperformed venom 2 yeah which way overperformed and this did too right universal was out there saying 75 million and it did 50 percent more than that <laughs> <laughs> so it not, was not just universal but there are some other people that were predicting it in the 70 to 80 million dollar range and Ken and I were like what is happening here like we think this is definitely over 100 million dollars for sure well i i believe the last one did make about 70 to 80 million yeah. but that was prior to the pan- to the pandemic so despicable clearly despicable me 3 opened but right but that was despicable me 3 the first minions i it thought it was in did the same more. no it was in the same realm are this, you sure yeah i can double check yeah. that Double check that because I think that the minions themselves we, is a stronger performer than the Despicable we, Me. We talked about this last week, part. but the every every child born after like 2010 right. <laughs> spent the pandemic inside watching, rewatching, and watching the minions and Despicable Me's That's and true. all the shorts and yeah. all of the YouTube videos, and so there was this had to happen. I mean, this got right. pushed back from last summer. Yeah. And it was a, a good call, obviously, with the way the grocery went. Oh, for went. sure a good call. This was so perfectly timed. It was over a holiday weekend. You need stuff during the day. Biggest 4th of July weekend ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So it does look like the first Minions got $115 million on opening weekend. For the opening? I yeah. think so. Yeah. It was a it was a That's huge what movie. Was saying. And then And then the <laughs> d- this Despicable Me's after weren't as big, but... Um, I I thought that this one was going to be bigger, not only because it was minions by themselves, but had young Gru. And I think the problem with the Despicable Me's was Gru was older, and then the two Gru brother thing wasn't as wasn't as fun. But having young child Gru with the minions, oh, what a good combination! I was very excited for yeah, that. How did it, it was, work out? It was great. It was fun. Mm. I mean, it, it made lots grossed, of money. Grossed yeah. well everywhere. How did the boys like it? The child, oh, the singular one child, child the one that I boy. took. You didn't catch the I fish. Know. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. We were catching fish. No, I loved it. He talked through the entire movie, and so did every other kid in the theater. <laughs> oh, fun. But I bet they had the best commentary. Like, I think Gru gets kidnapped in the movie, right? I have to imagine yeah. that after Gru leaves, there was one kid that went, where did Gru go? <laughs> it was every... Every time something happened, every kid turned to their parent and then told them what happened. Oh, yes. That, that's like, very common. Did you see yeah. what the minion just did? I go, yeah, on a, on a 70-foot tall screen right in front of me. <laughs> I yeah, must have missed it. I did. I did totally see that, buddy. Awesome. Just they need validation. Yeah. <laughs> Constant validation. That was crazy. I got to let someone know. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anytime, you know, a, 
a banana came on screen. They freaked out. They're like, the minions are going to get so excited. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a fun, frantic mess. I mean, I felt bad for the theaters after the fact having to clean up. Oh my gosh, the cleanup on those auditoriums. For more reasons than one. But before the fact, you know, you're selling tickets, you're selling so many concessions. So many concessions were sold. I think we spent about $40, just the two of us, just to keep him in his seat or try, <laughs> yeah. to, try to keep him in his seat. Well, it's a fun experience. You got to get the popcorn. You got to get the M&Ms. You got to get the water. Mm-hmm. Dad's got to get a drink on the side. <laughs> yeah. to get Whatever it. is in his yeah. flask and yeah. the cup. Yeah. Okay. Adult juice boxes. <laughs> Speaking of Cody's adult juice boxes, bring me up to speed on Lightyear. Give us your quick and dirty. Okay. And then we'll get into it. Um, I really enjoyed Lightyear. We took both boys to that one because I was back by then. And we and they really enjoyed it. Even though they weren't excited, it wasn't on their top list to see. There wasn't a lot of enthusiasm once they got into the movie. They super enjoyed it. My son afterwards was all like, to infinity and beyond with his little finger. It was so cute. Hmm. So I just super enjoyed the movie. And... And then I was really fired up afterwards because that movie is good and it should not have been tanked the way it was. So real quick, how long did that happiness and like blissful feeling last before you were like, wait a minute, what the heck? Walking into <laughs> the car. Walking to the car, like, so five minutes, wait, okay. Wh- what happened? Like it was just, it's, it's so good. It's all about friendship and finding your purpose and your mission in life and like space adventure being determined. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good things in it. It's funny. It's got funny characters. It just, it's what you expect from a Pixar film for sure. And and then coming out, we're like, man, this is not the movie you should have like, that should have been tanked on bad press. Like there was, I'm going to get into it, but there was like that one scene. Do it with the with the gay kiss and it was so quick and in such a like a small part of the film that i missed it i was looking for it (laughs) and i missed it and then i turned to ken a little while later i was like did they did they just eliminate it because it's been a few weeks since it's been out and that was such a controversy sure in my mind i thought they they sent him another hard drive with it gone he's like Mm. no it was in the graduation scene so as buzz lightyear because there i think a lot of people that are upset over this movie have not seen it so i'm gonna spoil it for them now but every time they crash land on this planet and they have to have a new fuel cell and every time he tests the new fuel cell and tries to get to hyperspeed he goes four years in the future so as he keeps doing this and they keep testing and it's like the 10th time you watch his best friend who's comrade in arms who she goes through her life because she's stuck there so she's still living her life while he's testing this stuff And you just see her meet a partner, you see her start a family, you see that family grow, and then you see that child um, go go and graduate school, high school, or college. It's one of those graduations. And I just was looking at that boy and thinking about my sons and being like, I'm going to be such a proud mama when they graduate, and I missed missed the kiss. It was in that scene, and I missed it. It was like, it was so quick and so minuscule and such not a problem that it just was so frustrating that it became that's what became the narrative the narrative Uh wasn't about a good movie or how fun that movie was no the narrative was that two second scene that hadn't really like no bearing on the actual events of the film and was overshadowed more by like 
other parts in the scene than that. And it's just... I'm not surprised. It's just so sad that that happened. Mm -hmm. And then as far as the other controversy about Tim Allen not being the voice of Buzz... (laughs) It makes say with me, Ken. Boo Tim out. <laughs> no, it makes so much sense. Like this movie is not a toys. They, I wish they had never had like Toy Story anything associated with it. Like it is, it is the movie that in the Toy Story lore, Andy sees in the movie theater, and it becomes his new favorite movie, and that's why his parents get him a Buzz Lightyear action figure. Mm-hmm. This is the movie that he's watching. We're watching that movie. I mm-hmm. just think that audiences did not grasp that concept but if they at all but if they called it space ranger they sh- if they had and called then it renamed space... the character yeah. it wouldn't have made it it would have made a huge difference and i don't think they even need to rename the character if it would just been called space ranger and not Lightyear, and people are like buzz Lightyear, space ranger yeah <laughs> Maybe. something and I... <laughs> so so there's definitely a level where I really think that audiences did truly on a fundamental level did not understand what this movie was about. And that's on Disney. That's on Disney for not explaining it well enough. I mean... Uh, but should you have to, though? I'm not going to go there. You should not have to. It should the What they said in the beginning was, this is that movie. <laughs> should have been enough. Yeah. Well, it should have been honor. everywhere. I, right. I found that as a fundamental flaw that that wasn't on one sheets and trailers right. and like uh, in an advertising purpose not necessarily for the movie in a marketing purpose they could have marketed mm-hmm. this like a movie be you know like the movie within a movie marketing and they should have probably done but that sure spider-man yeah. you knew that it was going to be a multiverse you knew there right. were going to be multiple by sp- bad guys spider-mans you mm-hmm. knew that was going to happen this was like okay where's the cowboy <laughs> right they didn't Disney did not do enough to market and they over to market the concept of what it is to. And then when controversy erupted, they didn't explain themselves very well. And that's, that's on Disney. That's also on audiences for just not being aware, just being dumb. Well, we'll go into your, why we have your little friends. So then, then my next controversy. Okay. So uh, here it comes folks. Here it comes. Oh, uh, so a big thing was everybody was complaining that Tim Allen wasn't the voice and then it blew up into, um, Oh, you're silencing conservative voices in the industry because you don't have Tim Allen voicing Buzz Lightyear. Well, it's not Buzz Lightyear, the toy it's Buzz Lightyear, the space ranger in the movie that inspired the toy. Okay? What? I'm and confused. As an, I know as an example, I have my, <laughs> my favorite, my absolute favorite. I hope the audience can see it. We'll get a snapshot of this. Um, Captain America action figure. Oh, we will. We will. We will. I'm, this you is aimed it right at the camera. I think. So this Captain America I got when Paramount was distributing Marvel, and this is from his first film, Captain America: The First Avenger, and this came from Paramount Exhibitor Relations Department as part of their mark as part of their promotional marketing. So it was Thanks, not a guys. so it was not a toy sold in there, but I just like you to listen to him real quick. Captain America here. Yeah, going down, Red Skull. It does not sound like Chris Evans, by the way. And that's my point. The toy does not always sound like the person in the movie. And there's lots of reasons why they do this. Mostly probably to save money on voice acting for the toys. Yeah. (laughs) But I just thought that the audience should see that a real toy, 
not ironic that it's Chris Evans' character does not sound like him. So it's perfectly plausible that Buzz Lightyear in the movie would not sound like Buzz Lightyear the toy. It's also ironic that this is, well, for what, a controversy around Lightyear because... <laughs> There's I also a have a really interview. cool Lightyear toy sold by, or signed by Tim Allen, so that's why he's on here, too. <laughs> There's a interview on the Graham Norton show brag. with Tom Hanks explaining that his brother, like Tim or Jim or whatever his yeah. name is, voices Woody the merchandise toy. Like, his brother does it and not Tom. Right. So the fact that <laughs> Tom Hanks, who voices Woody, didn't have that issue, but <laughs> Tim Allen... This whole this Tim story. Allen controversy happened here. It's what times are we living in? Like why, how am this is stuff that I should not be talking about for a movie. Well, a movie's just, a movie. It's just <laughs> stupid arguments, stupid things from people that do not see the movie getting hijacked and amplified on social media. And then it becomes the narrative. And then you act like I know everything about this movie because I heard something on social media. It's just such bullshit. I just am over it now. You're not warning anybody about anything here. There's no secret agenda. No. I've been over it for a long time. Ken, do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Ken's going to try to destroy my argument now, but I brought props. (laughs) I have exhibits. Exhibit A. We we don't even need graphs or charts. Destroy (laughs) your argument. It's just they did not explain the movie right. You have a billion dollar property in Toy Story at a $10 billion property of Pixar, why would you not have any sort of tie-in at all to that original? It doesn't make any sense. And then you take Disney's property, which is Chris Evans's butt, (laughs) and you put him (laughs) in a character that no one associates him with. (laughs) He did that character so much It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he did it well. It doesn't matter if it was... I mean, Academy Award winner Robert De Niro doing the voice. It's, I mean, it's only adults, though, that really make the connection between yeah, Tim it, Allen and Lightyear. It's not like the kids were chanting, we want Tim. No, but they, we, the problem is the adults are the ones that pay for the film. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. So these movies are not like catered to children. They are marketed to adults to take children, too. This, yeah, but then the same thing the will happen. Yell that they want to the see same the thing will happen when they reboot the Santa Claus and make make it more diverse people will freak out actually and i think disney I, plus does have a Santa claus show with tim allen coming out yeah so exactly it's not happening yet yeah i'm sure it they do because day. it works it will reboot one day <laughs> it's it's just so frustrating that they got it they got the marketing wrong then there was the social media uproar but have i just had theaters buzz lightyear i just had theaters in, that in were person. taken down on their social media posts you know that were their poor theater facebook pages were just trolled by people being like how could you play that movie it's not a bad movie there's nothing in it that's horrible in it and the one hor- scene that nobody agrees with is so short and so middle school that i missed it and that's what and you're gonna go and trash some poor theater's facebook page all over it like anybody speaks volumes to those people about those people yeah it's a sad society we live in which we've known for five years now (laughs) 10 years now (laughs) i don't know anybody that's upset about this you know get get some rest put your feet up and just wait for september 30th yeah (laughs) we'll just wait for four and then september 30th (laughs) yeah all right so okay everybody's got i'm off my soapbox now very quick thor takes one more oh i don't think 
Captain America. I don't think they're going to be quick, Ken. I'm sorry to say. But if you want to go first, look at those two. God, I love my merchandise stories. Chris Chris Hemsworth's (laughs) butt was amazing. This is my second butt reference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was everything I hoped and dreamed it would be on the big screen. It sparkled. I was yeah. not, I, I don't think I noticed in the trailer because I was trying to see his butt through the pixels. Yeah. He has all the bad <laughs> tattoos. Oh, like yeah. Like the terrible the oh, like on his back. Rest in peace all tattoos. These, all these bad, like, like prison tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> that were just terrible. Sad. It looked like uh, <laughs> sad sailor Korg, tattoos. Korg, looked like Korg did them. Yeah. With he his probably rock did. Hands. <laughs> so, no, it was. It was a Marvel movie. It was in every aspect of the word. It had comedy. It had the action. It had some semblance of storytelling. Yep. Like, <laughs> and the the actors were. I mean, Christian Bale as a bad guy. Right. Perfect. Amazing. <laughs> Best part of the movie. Yeah. It was easily. It was all awesome. Yeah. So, Cody is kind of right there with me, and then Kyle's got a. Kyle, you have a hot take on this? Uh, I didn't think it was very good. <gasps> and Kyle, I'm very upset by that because I really wanted it to be good. But yeah, I oh, did weird. not like it. Really? So yeah. after you went home, marinated on it, mm-hmm. slept on it, mm-hmm. you came back and came in here and was like, "I don't like it." Yeah, pretty much. I... Why? What do you not like about it? I'm like shocked. I it. I remember. I'm gonna guess. Oh, go I'm ahead. Guess go ahead. Okay. That the god storytelling was lazy. That if there were gods, how did Infinity Wars and Endgame happen? No, but I have thought about that, <laughs> and it's very funny because you easily could have scratched out Infinity War and Endgame's plots because of that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, where where the hell was Zeus? <laughs> yeah. Didn't half the gods also get deleted? Yeah. <laughs> Is that maybe they were outside? Who who cares? Whatever. But, but Tony Stark brought them all back, so <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I just felt like it was a major step down from Thor Ragnarok because, despite Thor Ragnarok having to follow the rules that at this point we know of with like the MCU, it still felt very fresh with the character and also very lively with its um cinematography and its colors and its visuals here though i felt like it was all a step down like i wasn't feeling um visually that it was creative minus maybe 10 15 percent of the third act of the movie i thought there was really great visual stuff there but for most of the movie instead of seeing like a motion picture it just felt very flat and lazy like it just had some poor direction in my opinion and just a story that didn't quite do all that well to get to what i was trying to do like i like the arc that thor went through here because i wasn't sure what else you can do with this character but i thought the end of his arc was good but just getting to that point the arc didn't feel very cohesive it felt very um forced in moments and then forgotten in others but the inclusion of natalie portman as Lady Thor or Mighty Thor, she was good in the role, but uh, and I still liked their chemistry. It reminded me back to the first movie's chemistry, where I thought it was really great. But uh, telling her story and telling um, Cor- uh, Gore, what's the villain's name? Gore, what whoever Christian Gore. Bale plays, yeah, um, telling their stories in order to everyone to get on the same page of what the plot is doing felt very 
um, like scattered to the point where the pacing was off for me for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. So in terms of what I've liked with Taika's work, it just very much felt like a step down from what I know that he's capable of. Yeah, and Marvel kills these action teasers before the title card. Yes. And this one fell very flat. Like, it was it was an origin story. You had to show how how upset he was. How to, the villain was how upset. How the villain yeah. was created. Mm. But it was just like, okay, <laughs> I know what's going to happen. Let's just get through this. Right. Yeah, and it was very odd to me with his choices on how to use its humor. Like I do like the humor of the MCU for the most part and especially Taika's humor, but it very much felt dialed up a little too high. The dramatic moments of the movie, I do think work and you especially see that in the second half. But in terms of the first half, it just, I don't know. It didn't feel as organic as the last movie did, but I, the, I know. I'm glad I'm on the other side of the yeah, table. You are I the absolutely of loved me. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, hated Ragnarok I hated the ending of it it blowing up Asgard ruined that movie for me having Hela destroy everything ruined that movie for me like it was it's awful by that I, much I hate that movie we got I the little that sea one, village and I now hate Guardians 2 like Guardians 2 ruined oh, Guardians no. for me Guardians 2 is great and Thor Ragnarok almost ruined Thor for me so this one I love the ending of this one this one mm. brings all those pieces together it grew thor into a better character at the end and, i think so too and it set up kind of this uh, a natural place to go for maybe a future villain like with zeus's son oh with the end credits scene yeah eh, the end credits were fine yeah, it's yeah, just marvel just... end credits they're gonna change 19 things before oh, they get sure. to that or oh it'll yeah probably but, be a tv show rather but, than yeah another exactly movie they're thing. doing the same crap that dc did though by we're gonna go to the greek gods which worked out so well in the dc universe yeah but at least like marvel made it funny like at least they flipped the script rather than making them like serious versions or whatever so at least they had that and it finally gave thor like closure on the one relationship because i don't think they wrote that relationship very very well through the last movies yeah that's fair so it gave closure to that and and yeah, I I super super enjoyed it. I thought it was funny, and I I put it way above um, Dark World and Ragnarok. Like it's my second favorite Thor film now. First one will always be my favorite, but the first one I think the first one's underrated. Like I I really adore that movie. Me too. I feel like the first Thor and the first Captain America. You've you've it's been so long. You forget how good they really were and how they mm-hmm. really set the tone. I liked how they brought back Lady Sif, but then they like chopped her arm off and they didn't explain that so that's they don't care anymore they don't care about that character yeah which is sex i always really like there's no reason to bring her back no there was even in this movie you didn't need to bring you didn't need to bring her back you had already abandoned that concept of his like buddy of his buddies yeah exactly you shouldn't have brought it back so i i get that but i I still enjoyed seeing her i liked how they had hamdell's son be like find his powers and that life goes on there and that you know I like that callback to him. This is Cody's Return of the Jedi. She's so happy it had a happy ending. Me too. Yes, exactly <laughs> why. It, me she, too. She must have yeah. really hated Ragnarok if she... I hated Ragnarok. Like, Man, I cannot stand just, to I, even think about it. It ruins so, so much for me. I'm so glad that Marvel is not afraid of killing good guys. Now, finally, they've gotten... 
a pace on it and, and like, leave them dead yeah yeah bad sure. good people can die too right mm-hmm. and be, i mean and stay good dead. god they had civil war and the only thing that happened was Don Cheeto got paralyzed. But then he's walking in the next movie because he has technology. <laughs> right. It was like, supposed to be an intense moment. And then they're like, on. just kidding. Yeah. It didn't matter. <laughs> just, let's move on. Let's let them die. I agree. The, the story writing could have been a little better. Like we didn't need the whole scene where Gore's child dies in the first five minutes. I, I will tell you, I never think a film is super good if the child dies in the first five minutes. Well, This is my only exception, and only because she comes back at the end. I'm not spoiling of anything. Of course she was coming back at the end, Cody. I, I could have told you that the moment she died. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, whether I it know was, that. Whether it was by his hand, which they very slowly explained that there's some greater power than everything else. Right. But, or... That it was just some vision that this parasite that got into him yeah. gave they him could have, so that he they would be the next guy. They could have not done that whole scene, that whole sequence where then he kills the god. And that could have been done in flashbacks as he's killing other gods. And and then we could have peppered more scenes of that into it. And you could have gotten a richer story in depth through those chunks than yeah. you would have just seen it. Can so. we just get a movie of Russell Crowe as Zeus saying the word orgy a bunch of times? Yeah. You are not it. invited to the orgy. He did say it an uncomfortable amount. <laughs> he said it five or six times. Well, like, just... he, like he was actually trying to plan an orgy during during filming. Yeah. <laughs> well, he saw Hemsworth and Natalie Portman and the, know. you know all these uh, hot well, people. I was and... trying to plan one after the movie, after <laughs> seeing Chris Hemsworth naked. <laughs> Help me, folks. Help me. <laughs> um, so hopefully audiences do like this movie. They're Hopefully they're more on your side than mine. But I'm very curious if it's going to be more of a mixed bag than um, leaning towards the positive side. Yeah. Hmm. Pre-sales have been great for the weekend. We've got lots of sold-out shows at our theaters. And right. we're going to see a big, a big bump. It's just that opening number is just a little disappointing. I'm not disappointed. Well, what, what, I what, think there's just going to be more walk-up business than than advanced ticket business, and that's okay. Yeah, probably. So. What did we th- say the uh, number was going to be? What our prediction was? Well, you were thinking like two. Oh yeah, Ken million, had a hot right? take. Two fifty million. Two fifty. It was going to be a big one. Yeah. I think we were like what two hundred. It would maybe? have to be no, pretty, not me. One seventy. Like, I was in the one fifty. It's going to have to be surprising to hit that. I was, I was a little point. lower on behind, it. Behind Doctor Strange, it's... I, but I thought I had minions at 150, too. So I was over on minions, and I... Sure. I think I might be just fine for Thor. But that's but. what I mean, though. I wonder if the result of this number is going to indicate what audiences are thinking about this Thor movie. If they're going to enjoy it as much as the last one. Well, it's it doesn't just matter hard. if they enjoy it as yeah. long as they go. Well, <laughs> yes, yes. They but... go buy in lots of concessions. That's all we need. Them. I know, I know. But I'm just thinking of like, you know, for these MCU movies, there's always those that come back. It always keeps getting to like the billion number or whatever. So I'm just wondering. Right. Well, the last uh, if Thor we're Ragnarok see a change. only did 315 million in, in North the... America. So yeah. yeah, it's not it's not a massive property, but no, it's. It's building. I, it should beat that 315 number. 
or get very close. There's no other comparative sure. PG-13 fair. It should. But no, it's got a big runway, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that's from true. Here on yeah. out. Like, Not no, until like August. Nope, we'll dean it a little bit. There's Bullet no train, I'll dean it. But crawdads both and... of those are R. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's the only PG-13 title for a while. I mean, Easter Sunday is not going to hurt it, so. Oh, and when it comes out in August, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant the holiday. I was yeah. like, <laughs> we got a ways. No, that's going to be the next a, kind of That's your hot PG take. It's going to be on, on screen for 40 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Take that All bed. through September. <laughs> Until Easter Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Literally Easter Sunday. Do no. we want to mention, give a heads up to like some of the jokes in Thor yes. as well before we it go off to the next subject? went on my Lightyear rant, but... Keep bearing what the controversy with Lightyear over having that um, gay kiss did. Thor has a lot more joke, gay jokes in it, mm. and everybody just needs to be prepared for that. Yeah. It was shockingly more than I thought. And maybe I'm just being overly sensitive because we had just gotten off the controversy of Lightyear. And so I'm like, maybe I'm like, where is it? Where's, what's going to happen? Going to be looking for it yeah. in all movies. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't like let it just naturally occur. But it is, there are more jokes about in that nature than i was prepared to have in a marvel film if that makes sense like i wouldn't think disney would go there with her marvel property but yeah you would think they do the light year route where it's blink and you miss it yeah but here it's like a couple of jokes blink if you miss it jokes but right but it's 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 quite because there's a couple there's i'd say three or four of them that really stand out then Mm, yeah probably then it's like then you're kind of like oh i there is one funny scene at the end that uh, somebody audibly groaned in the back and i'm like oh this is this is not good <laughs> i don't want to hear yeah i thought it was hilarious but somebody groaned and so that's we're just waiting for that shoe to drop well, we're the was, groans theaters i was so caught off guard with the light year stuff that i'm hoping that i'm not oh you know like being so overly sensitive when it comes to this one because i just don't like those fights i don't want to have those on monday yeah you're overly sensitive to what the outcome of these conversations are not overly yeah. sensitive to the material no that's happening. no i just yeah don't. just to be clear yeah i just i don't want to have the con- i don't want to have any conversations about it right yeah right because i have no control over it i can't tell disney what jokes to put in a film and what not to put in a film or yeah. we're or we're not going to not play one of their biggest titles because of it it's just Puts everybody in a really terrible position. Well, we have one topic left, and I'm trying to yeah. read this, and I cannot comprehend about half of the words in this, so I'm just going to have Kyle explain <laughs> it. Yeah. We're going to laugh at it, and we're going to move Kyle, on. Are you, what are you? Are you a young millennial? You, yeah. yeah. You're on the cusp of Gen cusp. Z mm-hmm. and millennials. We're on the cusp of gen x and millennials i'm a wanderer we're at the top and you're at the bottom yeah exactly (laughs) all right that's that's why we defer to you so even i'm like i think this is what's happening um all right so when it comes to minions all of a sudden this trend came about on tiktok where teenagers are dressing up in suits and are going to see the minions movie and on tiktok they they show videos of them like going to see the movie and like cheering during the movie and on top of that, they play a song called Rich Minion by Yeet. That, <laughs> if in case if people wanted to know or check out Yeet, there Wait. you go. Um, but garble, garble, what? Garble, garble, <laughs> Rich Minion, Garble, Garble, Garble. But this is a part that you guys will know about. Um, at the same time, though, some of these teenagers have been known to throw bananas during the movie. Yeah, they're taking it a step too far. Yeah. No, not I don't know if it's all of them, but it definitely is enough to where, you know, it's notice it's becoming noticeable for the theater industry. 
So uh, if you haven't heard of this gentle minions trend or um, if you have noticed about it, just spread the word to your other theater friends and give them a heads up in case they don't yeah. know about this. I had a client that that they this didn't so on our circuit quite a few theaters had kids dress up uh, you know in the suits in the nice suits and come and it was not an issue i did have a theater though where they threw bananas at the screen and luckily it was a newer screen because if it was an older screen it would have completely ruined the screen they were able to wipe off the banana pieces off the screen without damaging the screen but Mm -hmm. i told i told them this was my advice to the theater you know you can't pat down every kid that comes in looking for bananas because that would just be awful and we're not going to go there but if a kid does you know if you do have this happen and they do ruin your screen do not hesitate to press charges that there needs to be consequences that this is thousands and thousands of dollars worth of damage that that one banana could do and you're not guaranteed to get a screen replaced like it could be months out this could cost you so much money on this Mm -hmm. so this is very 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 serious for the theater owner this could be devastating to one of your auditoriums if this were to happen in them so this isn't just a fun like haha they're throwing rice at the screen like Mm -hmm. your picture show no this is damaging potentially yeah i do like the part of the trend where you know it's teenagers i don't know whether they're being ironic in some way or not but um they're having a good time with this movie, probably yeah. a movie that they have grown up with because it has mm-hmm. been 10 years. So it is yeah. good to see them, you know, making an event out of it. Like that's the point of movie theaters is to, you know, oh, have it be an event. For but... sure. I'm not saying that you should discourage the gentle minions dressing up and or dressing up as the minions and going and enjoying the theater because that's the magical experience that we're all trying yeah. to cherish. It's just maybe put some protocols in place, maybe keep the couple first rows vacant, maybe look at some stuff or, or tighten up your protocols for on outside food and beverage and backpacks, you know, maybe whatever it arm is. arm your ushers with the semi-automatic yeah. rifles. <laughs> yeah, that too. Or, or the ushers could maybe just do more theater checks more often during the film so that you can maybe potentially catch the act before it happens but now have the ushers shoot them have cucumbers works. shoot them shoot them <laughs> <laughs> have the ushers have cucumbers and then we'll have a real sword fight on our hands how about yeah. that there you go that's my recommendation I, I i'm a zucchini wielder <laughs> fair enough i do like the idea of having to pat down people for bananas <laughs> no you're not you're I'm, patting down i'm, I'm sorry no no sir, for bananas. as a as a as a comedic device, I do like the idea that it's like, oh, that's a plantain. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was talking about this with my client. I'm like, you cannot do that. You're taking, you're taking kids, underage kids, and being like, is that a banana in your pocket? Like, pat this down. <laughs> oh, no. It's awful. You just, your kind of hands are tied with this. Yeah, don't do that, folks. Just yeah. put up a sign. Yeah. Do the best you can. <laughs> If you are doing that, please email me with your address so I can come visit. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? You want to be part of the Pat Down Brigade? I wanted to be patted down. Oh. <laughs> Where's I just, my banana? <laughs> I just want to feel something again. <laughs> I just want to feel alive. Okay, for a second there, we were like, Ew. okay, Ken. I was very worried yeah, about we were, <laughs> No, I pat down people on the street all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not healthy. Like adults, hopefully. this good joke is about to get too far here (laughs) how about we sign out of here huh (laughs) how about we pat each other down and then call it a day (laughs) kyle 
don't need to leave the room. I need to leave. I need to go <laughs> home now. <laughs> yeah. Save me, folks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All well, right. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to see some movies. It was nice getting back in it. And I can't wait for next week. Small drop for Minions. Mm-hmm. Another a, a 13th small drop for Maverick. And a big weekend for Thor. That's yeah. what we need. Yeah. That's what I think we're going to get. And then next week, we've got two new ones. We've got Crawdads and Paws of Fury. Oh, where are the Crawdads scene? Yeah. Sorry, I was... <laughs> Sorry. Like, no, I... I I've just been short. shortening it to Crawdads. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I Sometimes I even I forget that it's coming out. So. Where are the Crawdads scene? Yeah. It just sounds so silly. Just like all of our emails back and forth with A24 have been E-E-A-A-O. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Or everything. Yeah. yeah. I just write the word everything, and then it's a little confusing, but I'm like, you get it. You understand. You get it. You Industry your, lingo. Yeah. You gave your film a stupid title. <laughs> yeah. This is what you get. Keep it down. <laughs> All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.